Okay, we, we, we live, Daniel? Yeah. Okay. Good afternoon, everybody. So we are continuing uh, with the halachot of going to the mikveh. Um, when a woman goes to the mikveh, uh, what could be a possible problem? And we saw last week that the Torah describes meaning that the water has to come in contact with the entire body. And we saw that if there is an interposition, something separating between the body and the water, what's called in halacha, that would be a problem. However, we found that on a Doraita level, it's only a problem if it's rubo umakbid, two conditions. Number one, it has to be covering the majority of the body and a person has to be makbid particular to remove it. Meaning if I go into a mud bath, um, and the majority of my body is now covered in mud. And uh, generally, most people would want to wash themselves off the mud. So to go to a mikveh in that situation would be invalid on a Torah level. Then we saw that midrabanan, either of those conditions would invalidate the, uh, the, the mikveh. Either I have a substance covering the majority of one's body, even though I'm not very particular to remove it, or alternatively, it's only on a minority of the body, um, such as some dirt on my fingernails, etc. But I am particular to remove it, right? Uh, and in that case, the mikveh would be invalid midrabanan. Okay, even but the mikveh would be invalid midrabanan. What we also saw last week was that even though, the, so so arguably. Arguably, if a person has a piece of dirt on one's finger, one's not so macpid to remove it, there would be no such a imposition as long as even if one isn't particular and even though it's not the majority of the body. And we saw the Shevet Alevi given reasons why the Ramah was so machmir, possibly because we don't understand what particular is and what it's not, date, um, which we saw was the opinion of the Rashba, even though the person uh, who is uh, going to the mikvah says that it doesn't worry them. So that could be a great concern that a person thinks it's, it's the minority of his body or her body, and she's not very makpid re regarding it. But objectively, most women are makpid, are uh, particular about this, and then that would be a problem. Okay, so that was the general principle that we saw uh, last week. We also saw um, that not only the outside of the body, but also internal parts of the body also have to come in contact with water, such as the mouth, the nostrils, etc. However, here we find a distinction that it doesn't have to be that water actually came into the woman's mouth. I, she doesn't have to open her mouth and let the water come in, but rather water, if it were to enter her mouth, there cannot be a chatzitza, meaning that that's why a woman has to be very careful to brush her teeth. Not that she has to open up her mouth and let the water come in, but it's what's called in halakha, that it is fitting for the water to come in, and then, then it would, uh, would be uh, okay. But if 
she has some type of interposition between her teeth. Since if water would come, it wouldn't be able to go between the teeth, that would be a problem. Okay, today I want to, we touched very briefly on it uh, last week. What about cosmetic issues? Um, makeup uh, and, and dyeing hair and, and, and things like that. So we saw already two of the great pillars of, of, of Halakha in the Rishonim, the Rashba and the Rosh, both dealt with this topic. Um, and basically they said it's not a problem. And they gave two, uh, two separate reasons. Number one, because women are interested in having this. I, it's the opposite of being particular to remove it. They are actually particular that it should be there. Let's say a woman dyes her hair. She is particular. She wants her hair to be dyed. And uh, uh, reason or condition, reason number two that they bring is that this dyeing is called chazuta ba'alma. It really doesn't have any substance to it. It's just more like a coloring. Now, that second, call it a, a condition, that it's just got a certain coloring, but it doesn't really have real substance to it, is going to be very important regarding the next topic that we're dealing with. And that is a very, very practical, almost weekly shayla that rabbis get around the, the, the world. A woman uh, went to have a, her nails. She went for a manicure and a pedicure. Um, and she has now got her nails painted, and uh, you, you, they're, they're different types. You can have nails that are painted. You can have nails that are stuck on. Um, and can she go to the mikvah with, uh, with the, the nail polish, with the stuck-on nails, etc.? Now, based on the two concepts that we saw before of the Rashba and the, and the Rosh, well, there's definitely one condition over here that is true. A woman wants these nail polish or she wants the, the, um, the uh, stuck on nails. That is clear. On the other hand, the second condition over here is more difficult because the second condition that Rosh and the Rashba spoke about was that it just has a coloring. It doesn't really have any real substance to it. Now, clearly when it comes to uh, stick on uh, 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 nails, they have substance to it. Uh, and even nail polish, uh, one could argue that it's not just coloring of the hair, there is real substance, mamashut, to the nail polish, especially sometimes they have fillers where they have to, um, you have to almost like fill in. There are different types of nails. Um, I'm not an expert in this field, but apparently this, they're called fillers, meaning that, that is the idea that there is definitely substance to it. So what is the halakha regarding nail polish, regarding growing nails, regarding sticking nails on? And that's uh, one topic that we'll deal with today. The second topic that we're going to deal with is actually the laws of the mikvah itself. Okay, so let's, uh, let's try and get ahead. Says the, 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 the Mishnah, the Mishnah in mikvah tells us that certain... Uh, materials are considered a uh, interposition regarding a chatzitza for the mikvah. What are they? Dough under a nail is considered a chatzitza. People were very makbid to remove the dough. It was considered um, no, not, not uh, acceptable to have dough under one's fingers. 
However, there's certain things that are not considered uh, um, dirt or they were acceptable to have under one's nails. And interestingly enough, even excrement under the nails was considered kind of acceptable. I suppose not everyone was a baker, but everyone had to uh, go to the bathroom. So it was, it was more common that, the, that there might be a bit of dirt under, under the nails. Now, how does the Shulchan Aruch Paskin? Says the Shulchan Aruch in Yoradea, Kuf Tzadi Chet, Sif Yud Chet. So Now, the, the Shulchan Aruch makes a distinction. Uh, excrement under the nail, means that if the nail is long, and therefore the excrement under it is not really on the flesh, but it's on the nail itself, that's going to be considered a chatzitza. Now, this is a difficult phrase. When, when he said opposite the flesh, that is a no chotetz. Let's just say at this stage, we're going to call it that it's like very close to the edge of the finger. You know, it's, it's, it's touching the edge of the finger. It's not like you're talking about a long nail and your nail is over here and your finger ends over there. But we're talking about dirt that is sitting on the nail, or under the nail, but also on the, on the flesh. So it says there in the, uh, the Shulchan Aruch, um, a no chotetz. If there's a certain excrement, that would be uh, okay. However, but sake, when it comes to dough, afilu keneged abasar chotzets, right? And what's considered vezer shelo keneged abasar, abasar. If the nail basically is elongated, out protruding and not touching the the skin, that is considered going to be considered a chatzitza for everybody. What comes out from the Shulchan Aruch is that if you have a clean nail, however long it is, it's not a problem. The question is about dirt under the nail, right? So here the Shulchan Aruch tells you, well, if it's not touching the, the skin, we have a problem. If it's touching the skin, we have to work out. Is it excrement? It's not a problem. If it's dough, it's going to be a problem. However, look at the... Um, uh, just before we get on to the discussion of the actual nail itself, the distinction between types of ex, you know, excrement on the one hand versus dough, says Rav Mordechai Eliyahu, Kayom, in today's generation, makpidot nashim ben babatsek ben balichluch. Any type of dirt is considered uh, um, not acceptable for women, meaning that any woman would remove dirt under her fingernails. You know, whether it is uh, 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 touching the nail and the flesh or just touching the nail. And therefore says the Dark Tara, something very unique. Although according to the Shulchan Aruch, this is okay. Not only is it not okay, says Rav Mordechai Eliyahu, one actually has to go back to the mikvah and re-immerse in the mikvah. Um, but now we said, let's just take the, the psak of the, the Shulchan Aruch. So up until now, the Shulchan Aruch has basically said, there's going to be certain times where women have excrement or, or, or some type of dirt under their fingers, and it's going to be acceptable. She can go to the mikvah. And says the Dark Etara, that might have been 100, 200 years ago. In today's generation, we are very makbid on hygiene. That wouldn't fly. A woman would clean her nails and therefore 
Anytime she has dirt under her nails, it's going to be a problem. But the actual nail itself, even according to everything that we've seen, is not a problem. Meaning women can grow their nails as long as she wants, um, as long as they clean. Now, uh, and that's what the Shulchan Aruch Paskins. He says like this, Ve'afilu, even even if the nail was protruding and she was going to cut her nails, it's protruding way over the end of the finger. So explicitly, according to the Shulchan Aruch, long nails is not a problem. Says the Ramah, mihu. This is again assuming, says Rama, he's just stressing that it's got to be clean. Says Rama, after women, Jewish women, have been makbid to remove their nails. Even if she just left one nail. Uh, uh, that she didn't remove, she needs to go back to the mikveh, now this is a bit of a pele. Why is this a pele? We saw the Mishnah. The Mishnah almost explicitly told us that nails aren't a problem. What is a problem? What the problem is, is that if there's dirt, and what type of dirt is a problem, etc. But the Mishnah explicitly didn't mention a nail, implying that there's no problem with the nail. And this is the sack of the Shulchan Aruch. Comes along the Ramah, sack of the Ashkenazim, is that no woman basically started taking upon themselves to cut their nails. Now, they, they, they cut their nails because of the problem of the dirt. But since they uh, had the Minag to cut their nails, says the Ramah, if they didn't cut, if she didn't cut her nail, she has to go back to the mikvah. And the question is why? And here we have a machloket between the shach and the maram of Lublin. So let's see this machloket. It's a very important halacha lamaise uh, machloket. So says the shach, tzrichat vilacheret, bemet. The shach starts by saying that chumrezo lo nimseit b'shum posek. We don't find any chumra like this. The other Rabbi Mea Mishnah, Varbe Poskim, Vatuva, Machabe, Nire Mubuar. It's clear from the Mishnah and the Shulchan Aruch. The Kolsha Tiporin Naki Bevadayna Chotzet said a clean nail is not considered a chatzitza. El Agot Charedura. However, the first time we hear it is the Agot Charedura, one of the Achronim. The Tov Lachmir Vetit Bolshenit. That she should go to the mikveh again, mishum di'ev shar shelo yeh betocho tit. Val ken katav arav nachmir explains the shach that what is the reason why the Ramah was machmir that women should cut their nails? There is a concern that they wouldn't be able to get all the dirt removed. They wouldn't be able to remove all the dirt. And therefore, based on that, Katav Maram Milublin, the Maram of Lublin writes, the Kevan Medina This is all a Chumra, i.e., to, to, we are just concerned that maybe she missed some dirt. Because 
that we only are machmir if she found out straight after she went to the mikvah. Kodem shelana imbaala, before she went home and had relations with her husband. But if she just found or remember that she didn't cut her nails after the night, you know, the morning after, says the Maram of Lublin, don't send her back to the mikvah. Why? Now, this is a common phrase that is brought up a lot in Hilchot Mikvaot. What does this mean? If we send her back to the mikvah, what, what, what are we really saying? We're saying that the night before, when she had relations with her husband, she had relations be'isur, in a, in, a, in a prohibited fashion. Because really, the mikvah, when she went to the mikvah, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a valid uh, immersion. Now, not only are we implying that she had relations with her husband, which is a Nisr Karate, but let's say a woman then falls pregnant. Now, we don't know how, you know, from, from she, she, she went back to the mikveh and the next night she was, she, 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 she was with her husband and then nine months later, uh, she has a child. Did she fall pregnant on the first night? Which we are really implying that that, that night was really uh, uh, um, Cohabitation, right? So, what does that apply? What does that imply regarding the children, right? So that that gives a a, a certain motzi lies, this phrase of being motzi lies. You are basically speaking badly about the the couple, about possibly their offspring. It's not simple to tell a woman to go back to the mikvah. So, having said that, says the Ramaram of Lublin. That basically, if she found a, a census is a chumrah of the, the not cutting nails there of the Ramah, but the Ebed, since it's only a chasha, why, why did the Ramah say you have to cut the nails? Because there might have been dirt under the, under the nails. So because of this, he says, if she's already been with her husband, we don't send her back to the, uh, to the mikvah. That is all the opinion of the Maram of Lublin in his understanding of the chumrah of the Ramah. However, now the Shach gives a very different understanding. Mihu, Ravan. Ravan was the son-in-law of, of Rashi um, and, and, and pretty much the father of, uh, of the Baalei Atosfot. Uh, right? um, so a, a very important posek. And he says, a woman has to cut her nails, both her, her, her hands and her feet. The He says, since the nails are going to be cut anyway, at some point, everyone cuts their nails, you can't let them grow forever. Therefore, they right now are considered a chatzitza. Now, this is a very big chidush because as we saw, this seems to be going against the Mishnah and against all the other poskim. So we have to work out how the Ravan would, uh, would work out with the Mishnah. But, but that's, we can, we can still, we can find an answer for that. And says the Shach, 
And this is the reason behind the rab. The rab of is referring to is the ramah. Since women, their minag is to cut their nails. And therefore, the fact that they've got long nails now, in and of itself is considered a chatzitza. Whether there is dirt underneath it or not is irrelevant, says the shach. The reason is not because there might be dirt um, or there definitely was dirt under the nail. Rather, the tziporen atzmo chotzeit. The nail itself is problematic. And therefore, says the shach, I don't understand the maram of Lublin. The Ma'aram of Lublin makes sense if it was only because of a chashash that there might have been dirt. So you could say, okay, but yeah, we're not worried for such a thing. But if the nail itself is the problem, then says the shach, we're in trouble. Al-Kain says, Paskin's a shach. That where she's able to go back to the mikvah even after being with her husband, right? In such a case, we make her go back. Even though we said that going, making a woman go back to the mikveh is not simple. It's motzi las. Uh, it, it causes uh, an implication regarding that, you know, maybe she uh, committed an isodoraita, isokarate of being with her husband when she wasn't meant to. Uh, maybe the yuchsin of her children are now uh, impaired. Nevertheless, says the shach, we have to tell her to go back to the mikvah. Says the shach, he thinks this is the halacha But then he turns around, he says, look, it's impossible. If the knot is already passed, so the, the shrach says, Tov, where it's not possible to go back to the mikvah, for whatever reason, who do we pass on? The shrach or the maram of Lublin? And this is a, a critical machloket, uh, uh, whether we're going to tell a woman who forgot to cut her nails, uh, whether she has to go back to the mikvah or not. Here, Rav Levi, Rav, Rav, uh, Rav Vosna, sorry, says, Im lo So if she forgot to cut her nails, she has to go back to the mikveh. But then he says, But if she had already slept with her husband, and again, we can assume, we, we know that she cleaned her fingers, and, you know, she checked it before. Her, there was no problem of dirt under the fingernails. Yesh makom lakel. So here, says the Shevet Halevi, Ravozna, here, Bediyevet, one can rely on the Maram of Lublin. Similarly, Rav Mordechai Eliyahu, Isha shelo katsatsasipor enachato yoter velo haya tachtehen lichluch kosho. Clean nails. Yesh omrim tzichah lachzor velitbol. But then adds uh, If she hasn't yet been with her husband, the minag is to tell her to go back to the mikvah. But if she's been with her husband, 
because of this very, very hammer din of Motsi Laz, we do not tell her to go back to, to, to the mikveh again. Okay, so bottom line, um, both Ravozna and Ramadachal Yahu are lenient only if she has not yet been with her husband. If she's been with her husband, uh, sorry, uh, opposite. Are lenient only where she's been with her husband. If she's not yet gone, uh, been with her husband, she, she, she left the mikveh at seven o'clock at night. She then went out with her husband. They were going out for a meal. There was a wedding. And um, she, she, she hasn't yet been with her husband. And now she remembers, and now it's 10 o'clock at night. According to the uh, Dark uh, Ketara and Ravosna, she has to go back to the mikveh. However, Ravovadi Yosef is even more lenient. He says as follows, Vatsiporen atzma. Remember, according to the Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch never ever uh, understood that the nail was a problem. This din of a nail being a problem is based on a Ramah who's quoting either the Shagatra or the Ravan, Machloket, between uh, the Maram of Lublin and the Shach. What exactly is the source of the Ramah's Khumra. But according to the Shulchan Aruch, there was never a Khumra like this. Says Rabbi Yosef, in keeping with his general approach that he passes like the Shulchan Aruch. Long fingernails are not a problem. And then he says, and regarding uh, uh, nails of the foot, yeah, that, you know, even my Ashkenazi. Poskim friends would agree with me that that one doesn't have to worry about um, about uh, nails of the feet. Um, and there's also basically the pitrei tshuva da'akol al kelbet zifor nei haraglayim because most women aren't so mad about uh, the toenails. I don't know. I think there's now now there's a whole pedicure manicure. There's a whole there's a whole business about it, but. There definitely is still less of a, a, a capeda on toenails than there are regarding fingernails. Now, what what might happen, and this is not uh, this is not a crazy this might be, this happens quite often, is that a woman goes to the mikvah on a Friday night. In fact, one in every seven tefilot uh, are generally going to be uh, on a Friday night, and what would happen in the event that a woman she got prepared for the for the mikveh that's a erev shabbos and now comes shabbos she hasn't yet gone to the mikveh but now she remembers that she forgot to cut her nails now cutting a nail in uh, on shabbat is an isur de rabbanan it's an isur de rabbanan uh, because uh, it's, a, it's, it's a derivative of gozez which is a malacha doraita However, generally, when we talk about gozes, the classic gozes is, let's say, I want to shear the wool of the sheep, meaning that the, the focus of the shearing is for the, for the offshoots, for the, for the wool that is being cut. Uh, the focus when one cuts one's nails is exactly the opposite. I, I'm not interested in the nails. I want to, you know, I'm going to throw them away. I'm going to flush them down the toilet. 
rather what, what I'm interested in is, is the fingers, that there is an analogy. So this could be a malachash many, many understandings of why uh, cutting one's nails could only, it might only be an isur derabanan. But nevertheless, it's an isur derabanan. So now the question is, a woman, she can't cut her nails on Shabbos, so, and she goes to the mikvah. So this is a machloket between the Shachar Shulchan Aruch. We saw that there wasn't a problem to begin with. And this is also the Shita of Rav Ovad Yosef However, regarding uh, Ashkenazi poskim, who paskin like the Ramah, it's not so simple to say that. And this, we quote the Mishnah Burra. The Mishnah Burra says, This is in Orachaim, Shin Mem. She forgot and she has to go to the mikvah on Friday night. Masik Magen Avram. Magen Avram concludes that she's allowed to tell a non-Jew to cut her fingernails. Top. We're getting a, a, a quick uh, uh, a relapse into Hilchot Shabbos. Where is a concept of Amira Lagoy of speaking to a non-Jew to tell them to do melacha. That is prohibited. But how is it prohibited? And according to majority of poskim, that is an isu de Rabbanan. It's an isu de Rabbanan. Uh, Amira Lagoy is a shvut. And we said cutting nails is also an isu de Rabbanan, which is now telling a goy to cut nails is a rabbinic, uh, it's a violation of a rabbinic violation. To do a rabbinic violation, that's called a shvut de shvut. And we allow a shvut de shvut in one case. Or actually, three cases, but in, for our purposes, the tzorech mitzvah. So, here for the sake of the mitzvah of going to the mikvah and being with the husband, etc., so says the Magan Avram, you're allowed to ask a guy to cut one's nail. Now, and if the guy can't do it with the hand, they can use the scissors. Vim and guy. Now, practically speaking, most of most uh, women don't have a non-Jewish um, uh, manicurist on hand who can, who can cut her nails for her. So what do you do? Says the Mishnah Bura. All she has to do is basically clean her nails very carefully. Basically, he is Michael. He says, as long as you, uh, as you um, kind of make sure that she cleans the nails carefully, that would be okay. Now, that seems to be more in line with the shit of the Maram of the Lublin. We saw, understood that the whole Khumrah of the Ramah, that women cut their, finger, uh, cut their fingernails, is because it's due to the concern of dirt. According to the Shach, it's not so simple. The shach understood that the nail itself was going to be a uh, was going to be a problem, and there's actually a machloket uh, um, between the shach and the taz. The shach, who on the one hand feels that it really is considered a chatzitza, he permits a, a, a woman to ask a, a non-Jew to cut the nail. On the other hand, the taz, the taz. Uh, says that no, you, uh, uh, they can't. It's not so clear that the Taz accepted the Chumrah of the Shach 
that the, the, the nail is really a chatzitza. Could be that he accepted the Maram of Lublin. It is all a chashash because of Lichlo. Okay, that's just an interesting side point. Mitzad Hilchot Shabbos. Halach Lamaisa. How do we paskin? Here, Ravozna and Rav Herschel Shechta are actually quite, both quite stringent. He says like this. So if you can't ask a goy, a woman should push over her uh, her mikveh till Motzei Shabbos. Um, so basically, he says that if there's a great need, one uh, one can be makel, but one should ask a ask a rav. And if the the nail is is not very long, it's like almost parallel to where the skin is, then you can definitely be lenient. Similar uh, uh, psak brought down by Rav Herschel Shechter. If the woman comes to the mikvah on Shabbos without having cut her nails, a non-Jewish woman should be asked to cut her nails. If that option is not available, she must wait to go to the mikvah until Motzei Shabbat. This is the psak uh, by Rav Herschel Shechter. Um, just uh, everyone agrees, basically, Shulchan Aruch and Ramah, that although on Cholamoid, uh, one doesn't generally cut one's nails, for the sake of going to the mikveh, there's absolutely no problem. Okay. The second topic that we said we're going to discuss today was uh, not just the nail itself. We saw the nail itself was a machloket between the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, whether it's a chatzitza to begin with. According to the Ramah, we saw that it's a machloket between the Shach and the Maram of the Lublin, why it's considered a chatzitza. According to the Maram of Lublin, it's all a problem of there might be dirt. And if you can be ever see that there's no dirt, one can be lenient. According to the shach, the, the nail in and of itself is a problem because it's going to be cut away. And therefore, it's considered a chatzitza even now. And based on that, he was machmir, right? He was machmir even be to send a woman back, um, to send a woman back to the mikvah. On the other hand, he was makel for amiral goy uh, as opposed to the taz. Okay. What about nail polish? This is uh, um, a very common common shayla. So here says the Mare Kohen, this uh, lack, this uh, what we call nail polish. First of all, one has to remove it. However, if a woman went to the mikveh with nail polish on, so first of all, my request is go ask a poskit because he explains that it depends. If they're very well coated, then one could argue, as we saw the Rashba and the Rosh, that it was done for the sake of adornment. She actually wants it there. And therefore one can rely on that opinion that if it's there for adornment, even if it has mamashut, we saw that according to the Rosh and the Rash, Belichore, you needed two conditions. But the main condition is that a woman wants it as an adornment. And therefore one could argue it's not considered a chatzitza. However, then says Mare Kohen, if 
if the nail polish has already started tripping away, so when it's tripped away, now we've got a problem because women don't like it tripped away. You either have to have it, it's all or nothing, right? So if it's tripping away, then, then clean off the nail polish. That, according to everybody, is going to be considered a chatzitza. However, what happens if she did three fingers she removed, and with two fingers, she's got complete lack on them? So what's the din? It seems that she's still considered a chatzitza. Why? But nevertheless, it's a question for, for, for the rabbis, not a question for a shear over the internet. Now, Ravovadia Yosef, as we saw, Lichora was very makal with regarding the actual growing of the fingernails. We, here we're talking about something different. Here we're talking about the nail polish on the fingernails. So let's see what he says. Says the Tarata Bayit, No agot legadel tsipornei etzboten vetzovototan renoi vetseva lak kayotsebeze. That women have this minag of growing their, their fingernails long and painting them. Venan maskimot ligzoret tsipornem lifnei tvilatan. We're talking about women that are, I would call it, um, they're not going to listen. They're, they're, they're not interested in having uh, short nails before, before the mikvah. Here, Ravavad Yosef has a very interesting halachic solution. And what's the halachic solution? To ignore it. You're not saying it's mutar. You're not saying it's asr. What you're saying, you didn't see, which is a very interesting solution. What is it? And to allow them to go with their fingers, with their, their with their fingernails uh, um, painted. Me'achar now explains why. Because according to Rav Yosef, it's not really chatzitza. Even though you might argue that there is more than chazuta, there is actual mamashut, there is actual substance on the on the. Nails. Nevertheless, it's Lenoi. And according to Ravavadya, he holds that the Ikar um, condition that brought down by the Rashba and the Rosh is Lenoi. So he says, listen, after you gone to the mikvah, maybe you can give a very gentle Musar uh, Shmuz that, you know, this isn't Minag Yisrael. Minag Yisrael. Okay, now, um, before we get to the next, uh, next topic, I just want to add that there's an article in Tchumin, uh, say for uh, Tchumin Lamed Hay, it comes out up until now. They're basically women, should not be going to the mikvah with, uh, with nail polish. But the Ebed, I want to listen they uh, forgot this, that. Okay. The question is, does anyone say that today one can put on um, today one can put on um, lack? 
So it's difficult to say that people say lechatchila one can, even though in the safer of Machon Bozet. However, there are there are other scenarios. It's not lechatchila, you know. Before a woman goes to the mikveh, she goes and does her nails. However, so she goes and has a manicure for five hundred shekels or whatever it is. Do you tell her after having the manicure for 500 shekels, she should take off the, the manicure paint and, and, and everything because of this chashash chumra? So it could be that that is really the nafkamina of, uh, of what we're saying. That it's not lechatchila, but bediyeved. It's not a regular bediyeved. It's like, uh, you know, there is room to be lenient. I'll just point out that according to the um, that uh, it does seem at least according to your uh, Nishmat website that they say that although it wasn't Minag but not Yisrael uh, times have changed and more and more uh, women who are Shomerei Torah Mitzvot have manicures and long nails etc. And therefore, they do bring down that yesh makom to allow it lechatchila. Again, it's it's quite a uh, it's quite a hairy topic in terms of halacha lamaise, how to paskin. So this isn't halacha shir. We're not paskining. Uh, there are opinions that allow it, even lechatchila could be a rav mashash. Uh, um, could be the safer uh, of Rav Bushtin. Um, but again, I think even the poskim that are making they're not doing it out of an absolute uh, joy, but rather out of um, okay, if that's if that's what uh, to be to be Michael. Um By the way, this isn't a, a new idea. Um, Rabbeinu Tam quotes that reason why a woman uh, can make a bracha on Mitzat The Mishnah, the Mishnah talks about whether women can be somchot, can, uh, um, what's the word? Um, lean on the uh, lean on the carbon, right? Even though Rabbi Yossi says and Rabbi Shimon say that Nashim Somchot Rishut, how could it be Rishut? It's Lasot Nachat Ruach Nashim. So we see that there is this concept. It's not it's not a foreign concept in Allah. It goes all the way back to the times of the Mishnah. Um, The question is whether we apply it over here. So it's more and more women are putting on nail polish. You know, the women that were putting on nail polish in the 80s are not the women that are putting nail polish on in 2020. You know, a lot more uh, from women are, are getting dressed up and having manicures, et cetera, et cetera. And therefore, perhaps the halakha has changed based on that. I want to a very briefly, basically, say 
regarding wounds, um, that is a, not a high riser, but on the surface of the skin, at least for the first three days, it's not a problem at all. If it's a high riser, um, you know, like a proper scab, that might be a problem. It depends whether the scab is done. Um, there are many uh, intricate halachot of the stinning of stabs, uh, scabs, and therefore, um, we'll just leave it at, uh, at uh, if he's got a specific uh, scab, she should ask her because the nuances, nuances of the scab, that scab, and, and uh, above the cut or, or, or it has parted over it and the heart of the scab. So we'll leave that for now. Let's move on also to bandages. Bandages says the dark You have to remove it. So if you cannot remove the, the bandage, he says, put the bandage in the water a few seconds before she goes into the immersion, the full immersion, so that the water can soak through the bandage and can get to the body. Now, what happens if a woman has geves? Right? Uh, um, how do you say geves in English? It used to be called plaster Paris, but I think it's just called plaster now. Um, so isha. Uh, a cast, cast, right, a cast. So a woman is in a cast. If she can remove the cast before going to the mikvah, that's preferable. Because we're concerned that if water comes in the cast, it might uh, grow a mold or fungus or whatever it is, and that obviously is very, very uh, dangerous um, for, for the patient. But let's say a woman can't remove it. Now, if water can get through, that's the best solution. Let water come through the, uh, the cost. Now, you've got a problem medically. What are you going to do with that? If the cost is on, and now there's water there. Um, look, uh, the doctors can tell me what the what the what the problems are. I can imagine, obviously, if the water is going to stay there, it's a big problem. The question is whether it really is such a problem, or or I don't know. If you put your hand out to dry in the sun for a few hours, you'll be able to to get rid of the water. I don't know. Um, but but from a pure call it kilchot mikvaot, the death solution is that water penetrates the cost. And then he says, But you have to ask a child, and I think you also have to ask your doctor um, what would be the what would be the din over there. And he says like this: If you cannot remove the cost and you can't get the cost wet, that's a shaila that has to be discussed on a very individual level uh, with a, a competent halachic authority. Uh, to discuss that matter. Okay. The next topic, uh, you know, we're going to just finish off with this topic because uh, we're not going to get to the laws of mikvaot, the actual building of a mikvah that we'll start with uh, next week. But uh, this is a common shayla that 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 happens. Um, unfortunately, 
a woman goes to the mikvah, and after she comes out of the mikvah, she sees some type of dirt on her body. Now, there are two possibilities. Possibility number one is that after she came out, the dirt fell on her body. In which case, there's no problem. When she went into the mikvah, was 100% uh, valid. However, the concern is, is that the dirt was there even before she went into the mikvah, invalidating her mikvah. So what do we do in such a case? Says Rava, this is in Masechet Nida, Samech Zayin, Amar Rava, Tav Laval Tav She went to the mikvah, and when she came out of the mikvah, she found the chatzitz on her body. Here, Rava introduces us to a new topic, a topic called Khafifa. Before a woman goes to the mikvah, she does what's called Khafifa, she washes herself. After she does Khafifa, we'll see that there's another thing she does, Eon, she checks that her body is clean. Now, let's leave out the Ian for a moment. Here, Rava is telling me that if a woman did the preparations on the same day, then we can assume that after she did the preparations and she didn't find any dirt on her body, and then she went to the mikvah, and now she found dirt, the assumption is, is that the dirt came after going to the mikvah. Okay. Uh, but if the washing wasn't on the same day, right? Sorry, not on the same day. If it wasn't adjacent to uh, the going to the mikvah, she has to go back and uh, to the mikvah. Now the Gemara gives another answer. It's not a question of being adjacent time-wise. It's got to be in the same ona. Same ona is the same um, same period. And the period of year is night and day. So if she did khafifa at 8 o'clock in the morning and she went to the mikvah at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, According to the second opinion, that would be okay because it's the same or not. According to the first opinion, it wouldn't be okay because there's a few hours break. Uh, First of all, what we just said. And another nafkamina is going to be one if a woman, and this is very common, a woman gets prepared while it's still daylight. Let's say now a woman comes home, she then starts preparing and she's going to go to the mikvah after nightfall. So when she's starting to go to, when she's preparing for the mikvah at six o'clock in the afternoon, in Eretz Yisrael, six o'clock in the afternoon, the sun's uh, high up in the sky. So if it's six o'clock in the afternoon, she did her khafifa. And it wasn't much longer until, you know, when she ended her, her khafifa, you know, at uh, whatever, 7.15, and then she pretty much went to the mikvah. So in terms of a time, there wasn't a big gap, but it's a different honor. One was day and one was night. So that's what the Gemara is saying. Those are the nafkaminas. So how do we paskin? So let's see how the Shulchan Aruch paskins. 
Chafafah, there's a Kufzaritet, Sifyut. Chafafah, a woman washed herself, she checked herself, and she went to the mikvah. And when she came out, she found Chatzitza upon her body. According to the Shulchan Aruch, what's the Ikar? Was it in the same day or was it in the same night? I, a woman, even if she did the washing at seven o'clock at night, and then, I don't know, she had a chuppah to go to and this and that and that and that and that. She only gets to go to the mikveh at 11 o'clock at night. According to the Shulchan Aruch, and then she finds a chatzitza on her body when she comes out of the mikvah. No problem. Because the chafifa and the, 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 the mikvah were done on the same ona. Comes along the Ramah and says, No. Okay, so the Ramah, first of all, is just bringing down the Khumra, the other side of the coin of the Psak of the Shukhanach. The Shukhanach just quoted the one understanding that basically it has to be in the same one. And therefore, he says, even if they were part of the, in the same day, on the same night, it will be okay. But the Ramah is just saying that there's a flip side to that to that chitta. And that flip side is, is that even if the washing and the going to the mikveh were juxtaposed chronologically, but one happened before shkia, one happened after shkia, you've got to be machmir, right? So that's what the Ramah is adding. Now, I don't think he's arguing with the Shulchan Aruch. He's just clarifying the shit of the Shulchan Aruch. We're in trouble. And then the Ramah throws in a, a real um, keg in the works. According to the Rambam, it makes no difference. A woman always, if she finds a chatzitza after her, she always has to go to the mikveh again. Why? The Ramam had a completely different understanding of the Mishnah, of the Gemara. When the Gemara says, Rava said she has to go back, what does she have to go back and do? Or she doesn't have to go back, depending on the same day or, or uh, Jackson. Says the Rambam, she doesn't have to go do all the preparations again. That was the nafkamina if it was on the same day and if it was done, some, you know, juxtaposed, she doesn't have to do the same preparations. But in the event that, it says the Rambam, everyone would agree that she still has to go back to the mikvah. So based on this, the Rambam is very machmir and the Rama brings him down. Okay, so we'll end off with this. That basically, basically says the Ketara, generally Mahmir for the sheets of the Ramah, unless she's had relations already with her with her husband. Okay, we'll end off with that for today. Yashakoach, Kaltov. Bye. Shakoach.